I mean, I also think that personal branding alone is just like an area that's not, it's explored, but we're just kind of starting to understand it a little bit more. And it's just a completely different experience because when you are creating brands for someone else, you may or may not be that within the target audience of that brand. So you may or may not have an understanding of what that target audience wants. So you're looking at it very objectively most of the time. You're not as involved personally. What happens in between is all about the awkward middle phase of entrepreneurship. You know, after you've taken your first steps, but before you can live off your passion. Join me, Athena, as I learn from other emerging creators about the tactical and emotional methods they use to keep moving forward after the initial excitement of following your dreams meets the reality of following your dreams. Let's get into it. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to What Happens in Between today. Ooh, so excited, pumped, high energy. I'm here with Amber Marianne, who's a photographer and brand strategist and the founder of Coco Grove Studio. Hi, Amber. Hello, hello. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you. (laughs) First things first, can you tell the people just a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I guess I'll just give you like a little bit of background of my career. So pretty much where I started, I kind of started off with like a lot of like labor jobs and just kind of like working in the kitchen and like working in the kitchen and working like fast food jobs. And I just got to a point basically where I wanted to, you know, this is the typical story. You're just ready to, you're sick of the nine to five. You're ready to take control of your life. And so I kind of started out doing freelance writing work and um, I had gotten a job as a brand director and a uh, creative director. And so while I was at that job, I had found um, a passion for uh, marketing and helping brands grow. And so I combined that passion with my lifelong passion for photography. And that's pretty much where I am now. So you have built brands for others and now you're doing so for yourself, which I, I think is sort of an understated challenge right where you're sort of like yeah I already built someone else's brand I already made x amount of money for someone else now I'm just going to do it for me easy peasy (laughs) but often we're hit with a nice reality check that there's there's kind of a huge difference and I'd love to know what has been the most surprising difference for you as you've started building a brand for yourself fantastic question and (laughs) and I totally agree with you because I don't think I mean I also think that personal branding alone is just like an area that's not it's explored but we're just kind of starting to understand it a little bit more and it's just a completely different experience because when you are creating brands for someone else you may or may not be that within the target audience of that brand so you may or may not have an understanding of what that target audience wants. So you're looking at it very objectively for most of the most of the time. So you're not really like you're not as involved uh, personally. So when I was in when I was working as uh, the creative director, like I told you, it was very easy for me to 
think objectively. You have to know yourself in and out. Just like how if you're creating a brand for someone else, you have to know the ideal client or your target audience back to front. It's the same way with yourself. And so if you have like, you know, personal identity issues or you struggle with self-doubt or like myself, I'm talking about myself. And like, if you also struggle with imposter syndrome and all of those things, it really becomes challenging because you have to figure out, okay, am I really what I say I am? How can I prove this now? Because it's only me. Like, there's not a whole brand. There's not a whole collection of people behind me. It's just me. So how can I make sure that I'm delivering on my promises, that I'm creating experience and that it's authentic? And so for me, the biggest challenge was realizing that I had to do a lot of healing. (laughs) I had to do a lot of unpacking. I had to do a lot of shadow work and like working with my inner child and, you know, unblocking all these mindset blocks and limiting beliefs that were stopping me and getting in the way from creating the true Amber experience, you know, if you, you know what I mean? And so, yeah, I think that was probably the biggest thing. Like once I was over to able to overcome that, I felt like, you know, it was a little bit easier after that. Yeah, I completely agree. I think, especially for me, the objectivity part has been really yeah. difficult where it can feel so obvious when you're looking from the from an external perspective, but mm-hmm. it's it's pretty crowded up here <laughs> in my mind. Exactly. And I'm like it's it's kind of like a myopic view, right? Where you're it's just warped because you're I don't know, sometimes it's hard to see what comes naturally to you or or even how you can most how you can represent yourself in the truest way to like piggyback off of that like girl do you know how many personality tests <laughs> i've taken like lord in heaven like i am a e- enft and j i'm a i'm a manifesting generator like i've done all these different types of things to try to look at myself from even like basically what god or whatever you believe in how god sees you you know what i mean and that that was so challenging but like yeah I totally know what you're saying about like like having to figure out who you are first yeah that's why I have so many like emails from all these places oh yeah. check out your manifesting generator blah 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 <laughs> yeah what I've what I've always disliked about uh personality tests but don't get me wrong I still take a lot of them um I even take buzz, buzzfeed quizzes to tell me what kind of quiche I am you know like I love a quiz. I really do. Uh, But it's all self-reporting. So, (laughs) so I could take it, I could take it and be a different result on Monday than Wednesday and both can feel true. Yeah. Well, so you did mention limiting beliefs. There's definitely, there's always insecurities that come out at you all of a sudden where you're like, no, I actually think I'm a badass. And then you start building a business and you go, oh my God. (laughs) I may not be that much of a badass. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What, with whatever you're comfortable sharing, like what are some of the limiting beliefs that you've come up against through your process? Oh, man. I think the one that comes right off the bat is uh, one of the, okay, so it was about money. I don't really know how to word it, but it was just basically like, I believe that if I, only talk about money or if I focused on only money then 
I was going to be like miserable for the rest of my life. So, you know, like, you know how people say like, oh, you shouldn't focus on money. You should have bigger goals and all that kind of stuff. So I didn't want to be that girl that's saying I'm doing this because I don't, I don't want to have to worry about my bills getting paid. I didn't want to be that girl. So I had to really reevaluate my mindset with money. And like, I had to realize that money is not really what I'm after. And it's, it's money is a tool, you know, like money is the, money is a tool that's going to help me to grow in my business and achieve my goals. Because, you know, for so long, I saw it as the end goal. You know what I mean? Like I saw it as once I have this money, I'm straight. And like, that wasn't the case. Like, because, you know, now I'm in a position where, you know, my bills are being paid and my roof is covered, my fridge is full, all that's done. But there was still something that wasn't being fulfilled inside of me. And so I will, I realized over time that money or wealth is ease. It gives you the ease, like, you know, because once you have money in your pocket, you can chill. Once you have money in your pocket, you don't have to worry about, you know, the survival mode things, the basic survival, you're good. And so once I like reframe the way I thought about money and what money will allow me to do for my family, for the people I love myself, then I, I just saw nothing but abundance, like just abundance, straight abundance, like in all ways. And so that's probably the biggest one that I had to break was like getting over that money is evil type of thing. Yeah, I, I feel you there. I'm <laughs> when, when your sort of baseline foundational physical survival needs are met, that sort of itch or that brings in for me what I'm calling the creator crises, which is different from like an existential crisis, which I think is its own category, but it's that thing where it's like, Oh, cool. I'm surviving. I got everything pretty much on lock, but then your, your soul or your like inner creator is uh screaming (laughs) that's what i found is that i kind of had my financial situation really settled and i felt stable and i was still i don't know i was like still struggling to wake up every day or not even still like it kind of started where i just was kind of like oh there's something wrong but there's nothing sort of physically wrong do you know what i mean yeah absolutely Absolutely. I was in that funk a few days ago and I just like, basically I surrendered and I was just like, okay, wait a minute. Like I've done everything in my physical human power. I don't know what I'm missing anymore. So let me just surrender and let the message come to me and then maybe I'll see what I see. I totally feel that. So personal brands, authenticity, insert all the other buzzwords. (laughs) How do you... (laughs) How do you, Amber, cut through the internal and external noise uh, without compromising your voice, right? Like in terms of how you present on social media or, or in general? Okay, first of all, I'm just going to say, we're, since we're talking about authenticity, <laughs> I definitely struggle with this. Like this is not something that I feel like I've mastered completely, but... The, the, the main thing that I've done to really help me navigate that is I have a time that I set aside for 
content consumption, engagement, whatever. Like, and I have a time set that where I'm only giving away energy as I, that's just how I put it in my head. And then I have another time where it's nothing but creation. And like, I cannot, I basically don't let anybody talk to me. Like I don't answer any texts. I don't go on Instagram or any social media. I will only allow myself to listen to music or like maybe SpongeBob because I love SpongeBob. <laughs> but yeah, so when I'm in that mode, I just create and I have no distractions. And so that I try not to mix consumption with creation so that my voice doesn't get diluted in whatever I'm subconsciously picking up. Wow, that's really cool. So are you doing this on a, is this week to week or day to day? What's the um, timeline? It, it's day to day, but you know, I am really trying this thing where, cause I'm a, I'm a super perfectionist and it's I, like, and I don't mean that in any kind of positive way <laughs> like <laughs> at all. So I'm really trying this new way of life where I'm not really being so rigid in my like time blocking and my scheduling. But I know that if I set this time to create content, then I know, okay, this means I'm in creation mode. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to consume. I'm not going to give away my energy. I'm not going to do any of that. I'm going to just put, um, I'm going to focus on this one thing and then vice versa for the other thing. So. Yeah. I, and I love the way that you phrase that giving away your energy because everything comes with a trade-off, right? Every time you choose to go on a run, you are in that same amount of time choosing not to spend time with your dog or something. So every action is creating voids in the other choices you could have made. And so in giving away, I, I kind of like this dichotomy. I normally try and stay away from kind of from too much binary or like strict binary thinking, but I do, I have a similar system, but I never really made it so explicit as this, but I do think that consumption and creation, while they are mutually reinforcing and they don't have to be exclusive, I think in a moment to moment uh, scenario, creating or consuming hinders creation. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it like fills, like you were saying about the void. I think you're where that, where you could have been creating, it's now being filled with whatever you just watched or whatever you did. And and so like, yeah, that's a perfect way of thinking. I love the way you said that. Yeah. I mean, you just really don't know what you're going to get on Instagram. <laughs> Exactly. It's a wild, wild west out here. (laughs) I can't wait until that phrase turns into like space or something, you know, like (laughs) wild, wild universe. (laughs) Kind of. I'm just because wild, wild west is from like manifest destiny times. Right. And it's just stuck. Right. But got it. At some point, we're going to be doing uh, our little space wars. What is that? What's that movie called? Star Wars. Yeah. Oh my God, you just. <laughs> that is so funny. All right, we're gonna, we're, I'm gonna rein myself back in here. Yeah, back on track. <laughs> so, how did you determine your ideal client? I determined my ideal client by. So, 
So I'm targeting brands that are conscious beauty, uh, skincare, clean, sustainability space, stuff like that. And I chose that based off of, you know, one of the main messages that you're going to get when you come to Coco Girl Studio, when you come to my page, when you work with me, is the message of growth and conscious living. And so to me, that includes your skincare. It includes your beauty, uh, your beauty routine. It includes your wellness routine as well. So I really wanted to work with those brands that share that vision. Yeah, basically, I just work with brands that have the same vision as me um, and want to help people grow individu- individualistically um, and consciously at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of the things that struck me when I was doing the research is the the specificity around conscious beauty brands. Also, mm-hmm. other things, of course, but I found that so intriguing and I've not seen that in terms of other photographers slash brand strategists. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So with conscious living, what was your, what has been your process of kind of narrowing your, your own focus, not necessarily just in the business, but sort of how have you honed your definition of conscious living? So since I, I want to say like maybe a few years ago, I started my healing journey or path to enlightenment, however you want to look at it. And I knew that the first step to doing that was awareness, is to become self-aware and to be very conscious of like why we make the decisions that we make, why we do what we do, why we buy what we buy and why we believe what we believe. And so I basically went through this entire process of challenging every belief I had, every, every interest I had, everything I liked or I thought I liked. And, you know, I just found that through that process, a lot of the things that I thought I loved or I thought was my identity was just not. And it was, you know, I think like how we were talking about earlier about being conscious of the what we're consuming. And I think that that was why I started to believe that I wanted to, you know, be a model or why I wanted to be an influencer or beauty influencer, or I think I wanted to be like a fitness trainer too. I've went through so many different phases and um, I had to realize over time that it just wasn't really what I wanted to do. I was just really not aware of where my interests were coming from. Yeah, just basically through that process and, you know, and everything that I do from living slowly and my diet is completely different from years ago, what I wear is completely different, but the brands I shop with, yeah, I just completely became aware in, in all aspects of my life. So, yeah, I don't know why, but it does feel like a lot of people start this journey being like, I'm going to be a fitness influencer. Yeah. <laughs> including yeah. me. Hey, <laughs> including me. If you go far enough back on my Instagram, you'll find a 15-day <laughs> challenge that I did. <laughs> hey, yeah, mine's in my archives. Uh, yeah. I do you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I really appreciate that answer because I think there's a huge... There's like self-awareness, right? But that is kind of broad. And a subset of self-awareness is, do you know not only what you're interested in, but where 
that interest came from. Yeah. I think that's huge. I think that's so yeah. huge because it's so easy to just get lost in everybody else's sauce. And then you're like, where's exactly. my Latina sauce? I don't even know what it tastes like. I don't know if it's on the salty or the savory side. Yes. Yes. You need to season your own sauce. <laughs> season your <laughs> own. <laughs> Stop trying to season other people's sauces. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I love That's that. <laughs> wow. Season your own sauce. <laughs> okay. So right now, Amber. where are you going we just talked about you are you kind of you basically did a complete overhaul of yourself you've connected more deeply with who you are what you want and how you want to live so who are you really and where is that person going and you don't have to answer, like, obviously, this answer is not set in stone. You know, I'm not going to send right. you, like, the Ten Commandments after this. <laughs> but as of right now, in this moment, 4.33 p.m., okay. you know, who are you really and where are you going? Who am I really? Hmm. I am struggling with this. I think if I had to say who I am... I am her. <laughs> I am her and she is me. <laughs> if that doesn't make sense, let me explain. <laughs> See, I had, to, I had to flip it on you real quick. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> okay, because I basically, this has been my motto for the past month. And I always, I, like I said earlier, I struggle with doubt and imposter syndrome. So one of the main ways that I combat that is I like to remind myself of the times that basically I kicked ass and um like I became the person in my head that I think I'm quote unquote trying to be or the version of me quote unquote that I'm trying to become so I will recall to those times when I'm like oh man that was her I was that beast like that was me and so like now that's kind of become my motto so anytime I'm like feeling a little like a little off my game I'm like no I am her and she is me. So that's basically. <laughs> so if you ask me who I am, I'm her. And where am I going? <sighs> I don't know. I, I don't even know. It's so it's so limitless right now. That's where I see it. It's just abundance and limitless. So where we're Absolutely. That? Absolutely. <laughs> wow. I like that answer a lot. <laughs> I really like Thank that. You. It reminds me of this towel or oven mitt that my sister <laughs> bought me <laughs> as uh-huh. a housewarming present that says, bitch, I am the secret ingredient. <laughs> yes. See, back to that secret sauce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad I can bring this all back to food. <laughs> I know. God, I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Cacao. Now it's time for the seedling round where short questions lead to tasty answers. Oh, okay. I get it. What drives growth for you? Mm. For me, it would be getting out of my comfort zone and getting uncomfortable or if I feel stuck. Yeah, I think that's... Mm-hmm. How do you measure time? I actually, I go on the moon cycle. <laughs> oh! 
<laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, we're going to talk about that after I stop recording. Okay. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> and lastly, what does flow look like to you? Mm. Flow is, is ease. I used to think that flow was having the perfect routine. Like, I, I wake up at 8, I do this. I wake up at 9, or I, then at 9, I do this. 10, it's this. 11, it's this. And I used to think that that was flow. And I used to think that if I don't stick to my routine, then I'm, I'm, I'm all out of wits. But um, these past few weeks, I just really realized I'm like, I think I'm a lot happier when I'm just, things are easy. And I'm, it doesn't have to be 100 million things in one day. But if it feels easy and it's not, I don't feel like I'm fighting myself, then, you know, that feels like flow to me. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I've just, I've been thinking a lot about ease this past week. So I like the serendipity of how much uh, this is being brought up right now. Oh, look at that. Divine timing. Mm -hmm. Cacao. That ends the seedling round. (laughs) I like to end on two things. Two questions, actually. First, what is your greatest ambition? Greatest ambition. My greatest ambition currently mm-hmm. is to is to open up a photography studio slash like boutique and to have it as a place where I do my photography. People can rent it out, all that good fun stuff. And then I also would like to sell the brands that I work with. I would like to sell their products at the studio as well. So kind of like a storefront slash studio. So that's my biggest ambition right now. <laughs> Yeah, awesome. And lastly, what is the question of the week? Question of the week is gosh. Hmm. I'm gonna say how can I create from a place of authenticity? Love that question. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much for being a guest. Where can people connect with you? Okay, so I have my Instagram, Coco Grove Studio. That's Coco with an A at the end, um, like a chocolate. In there, there's like links to um, my services, my packages, and my website. You can check out all my work. And um, yeah, you can also just send me a DM on Instagram if you just want to chat. I'm always active in my stories on IG, so connect. I'd be more than happy to meet some of you guys. Awesome. Thanks, guys, for listening. And as always, you can connect with me and the podcast at What Happens In Between on Instagram. You can check out the website and make sure you sign up for the newsletter, which is biweekly and gives all these little lovely tips on incorporating neuroscience into your routine for more easeful productivity. And yeah, we will be back next week with another episode. I appreciate your ears as always. See you guys in the next one.